Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. You are listening to About Progress. This is episode 326, Five Steps to Better Process Emotions and Heal Your Soul's Story with Jessica Hoddle. Have you ever felt like you just feel a little bit off? Just a little off or sometimes a lot. Maybe it's on a particular day or even a season of your life where you're just not quite yourself. Maybe you feel numb from years or maybe you've ridden a huge emotional roller coaster for too many years to count. 2020 and into 2021 has taught me a lot, but one of the biggest lessons that I have learned personally is that our emotions matter. They need to be processed. This is coming from someone who has a lifetime of experience of out-producing emotions. I tend to outrun them, out-numb them, or outwork them. And I learned the past year plus that that can only go so far. A few episodes ago, I released an episode called Circumstances Are Not Neutral. And in it, I shared that I don't believe that what is happening to us is inherently neutral. Yes, we can shift our thoughts and therefore our own experiences with our circumstances, but I don't think it's healthy to skip over processing emotions on our way to better working on our thoughts within our our circumstances. So at the same time, emotions can hijack the beliefs we are carrying and affect our circumstances. They can tell us lies that we then believe and then build into a story that connects right back to our souls, a soul story that we are both building up and living out in our lives. 
So what are we to do with these emotions? We can't just skip over them, nor can we be totally swayed by their every ebb and flow. What do we do with these emotions? My guest today is Jessica Hoddle, and she is a fellow podcaster at What's the Truth Podcast, and I was lucky enough to be a guest on her show. She is all about truly processing emotions. Part of this work entails linking back our beliefs to the emotions that they are based in and how our beliefs can be grounded in either truth or fear or in lies. And as we better clear up what is true, we are able to then take back our own power and build out our own soul story and how we are going to live out our life with purpose, which you know is our whole theme for this month. There is something inside of us, a core of who we are, that is an, that is something that we have to honor. We're going to harness that power, that soul power inside you, harness more of your own ability to create your story and how you are living out with soul and purpose in your life by helping you figure out how to first start with better processing your emotions. It all connects together, my friends, and this episode will help you learn how and what you can do about it. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packard, and I don't want you to just listen to this show. I want it to change you. This community of progressors empowers women to take on radical growth via sustainable changes. Are you motivated and ready to grow in your identity, purpose, and productivity? You can when you remember that life is about progress, not perfection. When I was a fairly new mom, I was on a mission to find the right sippy cup for my daughter. And I am not kidding you when I say that I searched online for weeks, I read reviews and blogs, and I consulted friends and family members, and I finally settled on what I thought was the one right decision about the sippy cup. And I spent the $12 it costed to invest in the sippy cup. Yes, it was an expensive sippy cup because I thought one sippy cup would last forever. And I was dismayed to find that not only did it not last forever, but my daughter didn't even like it and want to use it. Parenting definitely showed me in many ways that there is not one right way or one right choice that we can make. Oftentimes our lives are just made up of a series of pivots and missteps. There's not usually just one right choice of the many that we are considering, unless it's about a morality thing like killing someone, for example. If you struggle with decision-making, if you feel really confused by them or overwhelmed by them, if you like to ignore that they are happening or you exhaust yourself by over-researching only to never feel truly satisfied in whatever choice you made, you need to be in the free class that I am teaching next week. A week from now that this, this episode airs, March 31st, I am teaching a class that is free online called How to Become a Confident Decision Maker. I really feel like I am one. Yes, I have missteps and times and seasons in my life where I leaned into perfectionism and all or nothing, and that totally prevented me from being able to make confident decisions. But I've grown a lot in this area, and I've also done some deep dives and researching what is happening in our community, why women are feeling stuck with the decisions, what's hard about it. And this class is there to help you with all of those issues. 
A replay is available if you can't make the class live, but live is always best. You can sign up by going to aboutprogress.com forward slash free class. Now, a lot of this research came up because I was working on my new course, Finding Me, and that is going to drop March 31st as well. So mark that on your calendars. There are so many good things coming, my friends, and I cannot wait to dig into all of them with you. Welcome to About Progress, Jessica. It's so nice to have you here. Oh, I'm so honored. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I loved being a guest on your podcast. How about you tell people where you're at with your podcast, and then we'll lean into the topic. So Monica and I talked about the lie. I address lies on the podcast, and we addressed the lie that I am broken. And Mm -hmm. so many people resonated with that message, Monica. And I'm sure your listeners probably would resonate with that as well every month. So releasing lies that people believe and just speaking truth to them. And then I have truth talks where we have real raw and honest conversations about life. And as you'll probably hear today, I'm more of a deep thinker, deep processor, and let's get to the roots. Well, that's why you're here because we are a group of deep thinkers and today is a deep topic too. You know, we are talking about a a lot of different things in this, in this theme, you know, of seeking purpose and trying to find more of who we are. And for a lot of people, this is so connected to how they connect to their spirit and their soul. And that might be where they're stuck right now. They have this limit put on them because of maybe some numbness they're experiencing or some big emotions or anger or distrust. Like there's so many things that go into that. So we're going to have a pretty unique conversation today about how you can start healing your soul so that you can lean into the process of figuring out what your purpose is more and be released to do that from a place of power. With that big introduction, let's talk about first, what you would define a soul, because I love how people define this differently and why you think it matters to our overall wellness and sense of purpose. Yeah. So for me, I defined, I like to tell people that we are a spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. It's one of the easiest ways for me to be able to break it down. Therefore our soul is really the gateway. It's the valve that opens up whether you partner with your spirit or you just partner with your body, meaning Mm. you kind of turn off that internal power that, you know, we've been given. And so for me, soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. It's also your conscience that consists of your personality. So when we think of it being kind of the valve and the gateway, meaning everything goes through your soul because it's your thoughts, it's your beliefs, it's what you carry of whether we partner with our spirit or our body, right? So a lot of that is, am I partnering with truth or am I partnering with a lie? And how we begin to play that out will begin to determine our response in this world and how our physical bodies respond. So every seed that you plant within your soul will only continue to grow if that's what you water. So in my mind, I totally relate to what you're saying because the way I view soul is is similar. I, I think it's your body and your spirit combined. That's absolutely how I feel it is too. And when we are disconnected that way, it it's, really difficult. It, it, it can be for a lot of reasons. Maybe we are numb. Maybe we feel too much. And I wanted to hear what you steps to take to, to heal your soul. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's so many different layers to this. And a lot of times, whether it's the wellness industry or productivity or, or whatever it is, we tend to put ourselves in these box. Okay. Well, I have to heal this area and I have to tend to this area. And this is that, this part of the soul that does this, but 
if we really look at how we were created, every single part of us moves and operates together. So you can't separate this part of your life without it bleeding into this part of our life, right? And I think that our brains and our bodies are so just special and gifted and beautiful in the way that when hard emotions come or hard feelings, it's not the hard emotions themselves that are what we're afraid of. It's what they mean to us. Hmm. Here's kind of how I like to describe this is we have a stimulus. So you'll hear me kind of saying that interchangeably between a stimulus and a trigger. We have an internal stimulus and an external stimulus. So an internal stimulus is you have a thought, your husband doesn't come home. You start to think, oh my gosh, maybe you got in a car accident, right? That's an internal stimulus and an imagination and fear, which is an alternate reality that doesn't exist, will begin to take you down this path where the event is not even happening, but you'll begin to what? Have your heart race. You might start to sweat. You might start to get anxious. So an internal trigger, even though it's not happening, can still, your body will still respond as though it is. Therefore, an external stimulus, meaning you're not constantly thinking of anything internally, but maybe it's you run into somebody and they're like, hey, Jess, you're fat, right? And I'm just saying that in general, but it's just this reality of, well, that is an external trigger by somebody else. And then you carry a belief about that trigger. So whether it's, you know, a real life external, somebody says something to you, an event happens, a car accident, or it can just be even a joyful, right? You're at a wedding or or whatever it is, you carry a belief about that trigger. Then with that belief, your body then begins to respond accordingly. So that's why you get an emotion. The emotion is energy and it's information so that your body can then begin to go, okay, here's the trigger. We know what to do. And here's a belief about this. So let's respond accordingly. I'm going to send all the information throughout your body. And then you're going to have all this information so that your body can then feel. So that's why we get feelings, begin to feel according to what you're thinking. So what happens when we feel, we then react. And it just continues to go in that circle with our thoughts. But what happens is everything around pain and our belief will tend to put us into hyper arousal or hypo, meaning we either going to get really anxious and heart rate, you know, up and almost like we're ready to fight, or we're going to go into hypo, which is more depression, sad thoughts, or disassociation, which is what a lot of us do, where we kind of just shut down and we're like, we're not going there. And the most amazing thing is our bodies are just doing that because of the beliefs about those heart emotions. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I I first learned this when I started going to therapy like forever ago. And, you know, my therapist thought, taught me that cognitive cycle, but at the time, like it was, it was so eye opening. Like I had never made that connection before. I did not understand it. And it's even harder to break it, but how does that relate more? Like, how does that bring it back to our soul and, and healing, healing the soul in turn through, through the cycle that you're mentioning, is it the chicken or the egg (laughs) is like what I'm wondering here. Yeah. For me, I love to understand the trigger because the belief is what I believe is in our soul. So if our soul is our mind, will, and our emotions, that's where our beliefs are. Mm -hmm. So for us to be able to change and to believe something different, we have to actually go to the root and uproot it versus just trying to put a bandaid on it with habits and productivity or, you know, new workouts or new foods. That's not going to change the internal response or internal position that you have on 
that particular thing. Mm-hmm. I am curious how you can come up with, or even think of some examples that relate to purpose, you know, especially when people are considering, well, what is my purpose? What am I here to do? What is my specific mission? Why do I matter? How is that connected to healing the soul side with our, starting with our beliefs about our own purpose and, you know, potential. I think a lot of that has to do with how we were raised, how we were brought into this world the, the narratives that we believe and the stories that we carry, because, you know, we can look at children and they're invincible. They believe that they're going to be all the things in the world. But as we get older, do we start to get more opinions? Do we start to define who we think we are, who we think we need to be? And I think when it comes to that kind of healing the soul is really of this back to the beginning Like, when did all of this start? Because in that cycle is when you can begin to break it and get to the root of it all. For me personally, of knowing that these stories have been carried out and only gotten bigger over time so that Mm -hmm. I have to begin to then dismantle and kind of break down what is true and what is not. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about your podcast that you spend so much time really digging into what is the truth. And you're right though. So much of how we frame our own life story, the narratives we told told about ourselves and our own capacity and our own potential, it's wrapped up into so much more than just one initial trigger or one experience. And we're going to dig into some more tips on how to help women do this and how to unravel this for themselves. But let's talk about you though. When has this been the case for you? I would say most of my life. I was the girl that was an emotional roller coaster. I was up if somebody thought I was good, right? Like, oh, good review, good comment, good this, good post. But I was down as soon as somebody said, oh, that wasn't good. Why would you write that? Or, and I began to understand that, wow, I carried a lot of weight in what people thought simply because I never thought I was good enough when I was a child. Like a lot of what I had in the beliefs I carried, carried from when I was young, I tell people, I pretty much came out of my mother in like fight or flight. I was in survival mode since I was a child. So to take care of myself, you know, 16, getting my first job, paying for my first bed, buying my first car, you know, buying my lunch at school, like everything was dependent on me from the time that I could really get a job. Mm. And up until then I didn't, I would go without, you know, we would go without hot water. We'd go without food. And I began to make these promises and my husband knows like, Jess, you will always have food. You always have hot water and you always have heat because those things as a child, a teenager, young adult, I didn't have, and they were not always available. I never knew, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I'll have them this month. Maybe I won't. And I carried those lies. So that meant Jess, you got to hustle all the time because if you don't take care of yourself, nobody will. And That led me into the hustle culture. That led me into having a really hard time resting. And my husband pointed out once we got married and we were dating, he noticed, he's like, why do you, why do you shut down? Like if somebody disagrees with me or you're kind of, we call them like the one uppers, right? Or you're around somebody that maybe triggers you in such a way, like I tend to disassociate. So I will shut down. I'll stop talking. I'll kind of just like throw a little fit, cross my arms and my whole energy will change. But that was just me being triggered. Hmm. Uh, So that's a lot of how it's affected my life of being able to realize like I shut down or I 
respond and get really like controlling because of XYZ of my past. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've definitely had to be more aware of why do I do this? Why do I get jealousy here, insecurity here? Why do I get upset with my husband here? It just kind of almost gives yourself a little bit more compassion and kindness in the process. Mm -hmm. How is, how has that shifted for you in terms of, obviously you've done the work, you've really put leaned into the work, but also how has it changed you for better? Like, how are you able to better navigate your place in this world and knowing who you are now, what's the difference? For me, it is, I would used to be afraid of confrontation. You know, I grew up in a home that was confrontation where it was, you know, emotionally and physically abusive on both sides between my mom and my dad. If anybody had an opinion, there was a repercussion, right? Therefore, I never wanted to engage in any kind of discord or disagreement that led me to dating men that I would change how I dressed. I would change the music I listened to because, well, I didn't have a backbone. I just wanted to go with the flow because I did not want to deal with confrontation of any kind. And then coming out of this, I realized the importance and it. I'm 33 at the time this recording, but it took me a long time. And you, like you said, a lot of work to be able to really understand what happens when we don't address things as they're happening that has kind of been a gift for me coming on this side of being able to have hard conversations with love and kindness, because I have so much compassion and understanding because of my own past history. Mm -hmm. It seems like I can see in you this transition from being confused to being clear, you know, really just having more clarity about who you are and what matters to you and how you want to live out your life. So if we're going to go back to where we started with thinking about our souls, you know, if your soul is, is in a troublesome place, if it's numb, if it's just emotion driven, you know, that aren't based on real stories, it's not based on truth, then you're not going to be able to have that clarity. And without the clarity, you can't really live with the purpose that you need to in your life. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. One thing that's so important for us to understand is we see the world through how we believe the world to be, which is usually through our pain and our beliefs. Therefore, if we just view the world as it's out to get me or it's not for me or people hate me, you will live through that lens in everything you do, which is probably why you won't pursue that podcast or that book or that ministry or that nonprofit is because, well, you believe maybe because of what other people have said or how you've lived in this world or what you've witnessed, you will begin to live that out as your worldview. Mm-hmm. So that's why I believe we carry like these layers of pain and every layer of pain only builds on top of the other. It doesn't go away, which is, you know, it's almost like these scales, so to speak, come off of our eyes with every new layer that comes off of pain because we can begin to see the world in a different light. Mm-hmm. We're reframing the story. We're also getting clarity on what our role is within our own story. And I, I think that is a much more powerful position to be in instead yeah. of just waiting for life to happen or waiting for your destiny or purpose to be handed to you. You have more of a position of power. So let's give our listeners ways of how they can heal their own soul story. That's what I've turned this into. You know, we all need to heal our soul stories so that we can move forward to a brighter future because it's all based on the story and the emotions and then the feelings and the actions that we're taking. So what can they do to start to heal their own soul story? 
for me, it was always the awareness. And I always tell women, I'm like, Hey, you know, cause I work with women mainly, but I say, just, if you're aware that is like, amen, you're there. You're like, cause when we're aware, then we can actually begin to change, but we can't renew or change what we're not aware of. Hmm. So the first thing I always like to say is just acknowledge, just acknowledge something isn't right. Okay. Right. Like maybe you're in a situation or you're feeling something. So before you respond, before you create that post or that Instagram story or go to your husband, just take a minute and acknowledge. And you're like, okay, something, I, something's not right. You know, I went from this mood to this mood or this feeling to this feeling. So step one would just be saying to yourself, Hey, something doesn't feel right here for me. And then step two would just be able to go into say, well, I'm going to identify what doesn't feel right. I have read many times about the power of just naming it. Mm -hmm. So that way you're not kind of in your mind thinking, Oh, what's going on? Just name it, give it a name so that you can call it out, call it for what it is and begin to process and move on. So that's kind of the second thing is just identify what doesn't feel right. I like that step too, though, Jessica, just because it makes it objective. Yeah. Like you don't have to make it be another story about yourself, (laughs) like another story that is going, yeah. Like you talked about those layers. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. What's next? No, I actually love the, to kind of stop that on the objective side is I love that as well. That's often something that I try to do a lot is kind of looking if there's two of me or like me. And I, I try to, when I'm telling women about looking and processing feelings and emotions, I kind of give them, say that they're sitting in a chair watching a TV. You have the remote and across the TV are your thoughts, your feelings and everything that goes across. Well, you have the remote so that therefore you have the power to choose what channel you stay on. So that's kind of the objectiveness of if you can picture yourself sitting in the chair and you kind of also picturing the thoughts, the memories, the whatever's coming at you going across the screen, you're not taking in those thoughts and emotions as your own. You're just looking at them and you're like, you know what? That's not true. That's a lie. And you can flip the channel and choose to change it. So maybe that's mm. a little visual that kind of added in there that about the objective. Me. Yeah. Um, So number three is then begin to accept it without it becoming a part of your worth or identity. So when Mm -hmm. I say accept it, it just is saying, hey, you know what? Okay, right now, this is what I'm feeling and experiencing. So many times we want to like change our story so that we don't feel like shame or more pain. But what happens is that we actually create more shame and more pain the more we try to hide it or reframe it in a way that tries to cover it up. We just need to say, hey, I feel sad. I feel angry and say, okay, that doesn't mean that it changes that I'm still a nice person, Mm -hmm. but there's something deeper. So you can accept it without it becoming a part of you. And then number four is what's it communicating to you, which is kind of what we talked about, you know, in this episode. So that means how is what you are acknowledging then affecting your life? Okay. So just being able to say, you know what? Okay. I'm acknowledging something isn't right. I'm going to just name it. Okay. I'm angry. I'm sad. Whatever it is I'm feeling, I'm going to choose to accept the story right now because then I can actually have power over it versus it having power over me. Then I'm thinking, why did I get so angry? Mm-hmm. That's the communication. What is it communicating with me? So maybe it's because my husband said this, or my kid said that, or my best friend said that that made me upset, that made me angry. 
And then I can go, well, why did it make me angry? But then that can lead to a healthy conversation. That can then lead to, oh, I can go to my friend or my husband or whoever and have this conversation about why that, that hurt me. And that's like a whole other topic. Number five is just really having a conversation, get counsel, talk with a friend, work it out. I mean, the most important thing is these lies typically like to make you feel isolated, Mm -hmm. right? Like these feelings, like you're, you're the only one, how dare you think this way? And then we turn more inward because we feel so bad for feeling this way. So I always like to say, after you're having all of these emotions and feelings, and this goes like this happens very fast, but have a conversation with somebody that's trusted. That's not always going to validate what you feel, but that will also challenge what you feel or, you know, get counsel and to be able to work it out. Mm -hmm. And that's where, of course, more work happens, but this is, I think the hardest work is just these five steps that you just shared. And that's the ones we tend to avoid the most because sometimes as uncomfortable as these stories are, to live out and to believe in and continue to play out in our life. They're also strangely comfortable. We're used Mm -hmm. to them. We know them. They're not as scary as digging into the unknown, which healing really requires. How many of us say like, we want change. We want change. But when change comes to it, we don't want change Mm -hmm. (laughs) because everything in us fights against like our bodies again protects us the change what does it mean to change then we get into the fear of the unknown we desire change but when change comes and the work that's required we tend to shrink back and go well maybe i don't want change Mm -hmm. because that is where the real work and that tension that we live in of moving into truth as we move out of the lie Hmm. I'm going to share a little quote here from Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife. She's a therapist we've had on the show many times and a mentor of mine. And she says, you can have the discomfort of growing or the discomfort of not growing either productive yeah. discomfort or unproductive discomfort, which do you choose? Yeah, it's good. And it's hard to recognize that, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Something I always like to say too, is we are run by our emotions when we run away from them. Hmm. Oh, I and- love that. Yeah, I always I'm like, it's just this, it's like a visual of when we just don't acknowledge what's going on. Like, that's a perfect, I mean, it's amazing quote. It's so true. Either way, we're going to be uncomfortable, right? So Mm -hmm. we're going to be discomfort or uncomfortable and sitting in the not change or in the changing, but one Mm -hmm. is always going to make us, you know, love better, love well, be more kind, show up better for purpose, live on purpose versus the other one, which will cause us to still shrink back, hide and feel like we're not good enough. Mm -hmm. One makes us shrink. One makes us stronger and neither are, you know, fun all the time, but there are different outcomes that we can count on in the long term since this is a long process. And I totally had an aha by the end of our conversation, because that's how my mind can work. Sometimes I can lag behind. You taught us so much about souls and and how we view things. And, and one thing that came to mind to me is it seems like our soul's language is with feelings. You know, it might not have like a direct voice or like give you a book, like, here's what um, I want to tell you today. It's, it's communicating through the emotions. Again, I'm just making connections with everything you've taught us today. So I'm just doing that for other people who are like, Oh, now I get it. So as, as we're trying to figure out, well, what is, what do I need to heal? What do I need to work on? start with the feelings. Like Jessica said, start there because they are your soul's language and they'll direct you more to figuring out what really is the story that's going on in your mind so that you can then unravel that and live out a different story. 
anything yeah. to add with that, Jessica, now that I finally <laughs> made those connections? Yeah, we did go over a lot. And for me, the more I understand how I react, it has, like I said, it's been able to kind of give me more authority and power over my feelings. Because a lot of times we think we can't control what we feel. And in moments we can't, right? We feel as though we can't, but I'm all about empowering women to, to realize that yes, we can. And I think you really summed it up pretty well of realizing that the feelings that we have are just a story that our body is trying to tell us. And that Mm -hmm. really comes from our soul, which stems from our thoughts. Mm, Okay. Yes. Thank you for helping me finally connect the (laughs) dots here. Some days it's just like that, right? This has been so profound for me and I really enjoy talking to you and learning from you as well. If you can remind people where to find you on Instagram, and then I have one final question for you. Yeah, I am Jessica Hoddle on Instagram and pretty much everywhere, website, all that. Great. And tell them the name of your podcast one more time. Yes. So the podcast is What's the Truth? That's where we talk about lies and truth and all the things in between. Mm -hmm. And if people are really stuck in the fear, that's the number one way to get Mm -hmm. past it, right? Yeah. It's, It's the truth, the real truth. Yeah, absolutely. And and one little kind of quick takeaway is yeah. most people are like, well, how do I define what a truth and a lie is? And this is the best way I can describe it. A truth will always bring restoration, redemption, and healing. So every thought that you have that's based on truth will bring those, that kind of fruit. Mm-hmm. A lie will always carry destruction, a separation, division. And so just pay attention. That's how you're going to tell whether it's truth or a lie based on What is it causing me to feel and react? Okay, there we go. Back to the language, right? The the soul's (laughs) language. Thank you. That gives me a lot of clarity on how to be able to tell the two apart. So I, my final question I like to ask, since, you know, we're a self-development show, the final question is what is, what are you working on with your own personal development? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's been phone boundaries and morning time of realizing Mm -hmm. how, you know, we love routine. We're like creatures of habits, right? We sit in the same chair everywhere we go, no matter where we go. And for me, of just kind of being kind to myself of like, why do I feel like I have to do X, Y, Z every single morning and being willing to, to kind of be a lot more flexible. So phone boundaries has been huge for me of what that mm-hmm. looks like and shut down time and making sure my screen time is like below a certain you know time and really being flexible in my morning time and how I do that and what time I start work and kind of going through that process. Oh, so good. Thank you for sharing that and for affirming some of the things that I know I am working on as well. It's funny. We're, we're pretty similar that way, but we're actually working on this very moment. (laughs) Jessica, thank you again for being on the show. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants that you need to grow. I really feel like it was so timely for me, but also the world March was surprisingly difficult, was it not? Not only did we have have so much go on in the world, but it was also the year anniversary of COVID. And it was almost like my body knew it was the year anniversary before I did. The emotions were hitting me even before my brain was catching up to it. So I really hope this episode helped you be able to process the hard emotions that you have faced the past month plus. And maybe there's someone in your life that came to mind while you were listening and they need to hear this episode. If you can share the podcast with them, that would not only help them, it also helps this community grow. If you do it publicly on social media, be sure to tag me so I can say hello and thank you. 
Let's share the progress pointers now from this episode. This is where I tell you the notes that I took so you don't have to take them. Number one, your soul filters everything and determines how your spirit and body respond to circumstances. Two, we have both internal and external triggers to navigate and our emotional responses to them. Three, emotions are information. Four, the narratives we carry affect our abilities to see things clearly. When facing hard emotions, go back to the beginning of what the story is in your head versus the truth. Five, these are the five steps that she gave us. Start with awareness. Acknowledge that something isn't right. Six, name it. Seven, accept the feelings and experiences you are having without them becoming part of your identity. Ask, what are these emotions communicating to me? Nine, have a conversation with yourself. And 10, connect with others to process and counteract the emotions with both compassion and truth. Thank you again, Jessica, for this conversation and these wise words that you shared with us. If you want access to the progress pointers from this episode, I have a graphic that has prepared every single interview by my amazing podcast manager, Taylor, shout out to her. And we email that every single Thursday to our go-getter newsletter. So you can get on that by going to aboutprogress.com forward slash go-getter. A really exciting thing is also happening next Wednesday. We are dropping Finding Me, my course on identity, and it's only going to be open for a short while. Besides my Strive Hive members, the go-getter newsletter will be the first in the know. Do not forget to sign up for my free class also happening Wednesday, Wednesday evening with a replay available when you sign up. If you're not able to attend the time, just still sign up for it and you'll get the replay within 24 hours. Again, the, the class is how to become a confident decision maker. This is for you, my friend. I really hope that you take the time to be there. It's going to be a short class too, about 30 to 45 minutes long. You can sign up by going to aboutprogress.com forward slash free class. And finally, don't forget to send in your dear progressor note by going to aboutprogress.com forward slash be on the show. I am so grateful for you that you take the time to listen, that you support this community and me. I learned so much from you and from the guests who are on the show. Go and do something with what you learned today. And remember that life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.